Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Politically Incorrect News. So, we've put it off for a while. Um, I did some things with the um, current, what's going on currently, with the new lying, cheating, stolen Joe Biden uh, cabinet coming into office fraudulently fraudulently coming into office treasonously coming into office so we stopped to, t- to hit on that a couple times and I've put it off long enough it's time to continue with our American history so I'm going to try to pick up where we left off a little bit. Uh, It's kind of hard for me to remember where I was, but I know I hit on a few things that led up to it. Um, The Boston Tea Party, the Boston Massacre, and things that were going on there. So tensions were escalating, and eventually the actual war came about. So, mind you, in this Revolutionary War that we had with the British army. Um, we had a few people, um, here in the colonies that were fighting for the colonies that were British troops. Um, they had fought for the British, uh, infantry. They had some battles. Um, they were, some of them were battle hardened, but for the most part, the people that fought in this Revolutionary War were farmers and millers and seamsters and worked with leather and worked shopkeepers, innkeepers, uh, pastors and preachers, basic run-of-the-mill, normal life citizens with no combat experience whatsoever. Heck, some of them couldn't even shoot a gun. They had never shot a gun in their entire life. So, there was a few people that we had that knew what they were doing, that kind of took them under their wing and started training some of these people because we were going to have to fight. And... It all started in a field somewhere, and nobody knows who's, who shot the first shot. Um, but they killed a, a few more colonists, and that's what really got the war started. So during, like, I think it was a year after, like, the first part of the war got started... Um, the colonists had finally had enough. They were already going to war, but they had had enough. And they decided to write a letter to the King of England at that time with the Declaration of Independence. A declaration in which they were announcing to the King that they were seceding from Britain 
and we're going to be a free and independent nation from Britain. We were no longer going to pay their taxes. We were no longer going to take their tyrannical dictatorship. We were going to be our own. Now, the men and women, or the men, not women, the men who signed this Declaration of Independence knew that this Declaration of Independence, when it got to that king, if they did not succeed in fighting off the British, if we were to fail, every one of those men that wrote their names on this Declaration of Independence knew that they would be put to death for treason. Because it was treason to even want to leave Britain. It was a treasonous act. So every one of these men, and, uh, men that signed this knew that not only if they lost, they'd be put to death, but also their families would be killed as well. So none of these people that wrote their names on the bottom of this Declaration of Independence took that signing lightly. Fifty-five men signed their names to this. And for all they knew, they were signing their death warrants and the death warrants of their families. Knowing that if things go south, that was their signature on that paper and they would be put to death. But they signed it. And they sent the copy to the King of England as a declaration that we would no longer be a part of Britain. We were going to then be a free and independent nation. So the war fights on. And we have a few people that were regular citizens not involved in fighting that helped us along the way. Spies, secret messages, codes, simple, one of which, just a simple hanging of laundry was code to pass along information from the British to the colonists. And long story short, a long fought out battle finally pushed the king of England to realize that it was a longer, more expensive, and more bloody fight to try to, quote, bring the colonists back in line than it was to just let them go. And as much as he hated to do it, he finally put an end to the Revolutionary War 
and gave the United States of America its independence. Shortly after that, in the 1780s, the Bill of Rights was signed. In the Bill of Rights, we have our amendments. These amendments are to be upheld by the government, not because of the government, but because of God. These are God-given rights to every man and woman in America. That's right. There's your politically incorrect. We are not a non-binary. We are not a cisgender. It is man and woman. You are born with either one or the other, regardless of your identity. You are either man or a woman. But every man and woman given these rights per God's consent, not the government. The government didn't give you the rights. God did. And the First Amendment was the freedom of speech, the ability to speak freely, freedom of assembly, be able to come together and meet without requesting permission, and freedom of religion, that you could serve, worship, or pray, or study in the way that you see fit to whatever you see fit. Now, the reason why they wrote this one first is because they remembered why their ancestors came from England to begin with. In England, they were not allowed to speak ill of the government or the king because they could be put to death for it. So they wrote for us to have freedom of speech. They remembered how they didn't want them to be able to meet together because they could plan something. So they wrote us to have freedom of assembly. They remembered the prosecution and the tyrannical leadership and dictatorship of what you were allowed to do, worship, and study in Britain. So they wrote for us to have freedom of religion. God gave us these rights as humans to be able to do these things. These rights were not given to us by consent of the government. They were given to us by God. So we move on to the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment reads... 
a well-regulated militia being necessary for the freedom or hold on I have messed that up a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed I can't believe I just messed that up. I honestly can't believe I just messed that up. But hey, you know what? Mistakes happen. So, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the, uh, to the security of a free state. Now, a lot of people want to read that part and stop it there. And say everything after the comma doesn't matter. It's only the beginning that matters. Now, see, they wrote this one because they just came out of a war against Britain, a tyrannical government. And because they just came out of a war against Britain, they knew that the people would have to have weapons to defend themselves against any invading nation or a tyrannical government trying to take control. They knew that it would eventually have to happen again, so they wrote the Second Amendment for us to be able to keep and bear arms. Now, they wrote this in because they wanted the people to have access to the same amount of firepower that the military could. That's right. I said it, and that's why I claim to be libertarian, because I think that our forefathers, if they were to know about the technology of today and us being restricted from it, would probably tell us we're doing it wrong and that we should have access to the same military firepower that our military has. Because when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, if things happen again the way it happened in the 1700s, we're going to have to fight again. And once again, it's going to be regular people versus battle-hardened veterans. Now, do I, do I say that because I think we're going to have to fight our own army? No, actually, I think there is a large, a very large percentage of our military that will not fight against the people. I know of quite a few of them that will today tell you that if something happens, they are not going to fight against the people. They will stand with the people. Now, does that mean I'm delusional and I think we won't have to fight any military person? No, because there are some military people that would stand with the tyrannical government because they think it's their duty. Because some of them don't think outside the box. 
they don't think for themselves. And that is a very dangerous thing for a, for a soldier to take orders without question. Now, do I think that they should question everything? No, 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 no. They shouldn't question everything. There are some times where you need to take those orders, don't ask questions, and do it. But when it comes to attacking your own people on your own soil, you should definitely question that. So that's our Second Amendment rights. I think we should, if we, if we deem it necessary, I think we should be able to walk right in and buy a tank if we want to. And yes, even a tactical nuclear weapon right in our backyard if we, if we deem it necessary. Do I think anybody should be buying them? No, we should have the background checks just like we already do. We already have that in place. But we need to get the idiots out of there that are doing the background checks that aren't doing it right. That is where my libertarian views come in. I don't think we should be restricted in what kinds of weaponry we have. If I want to go out tomorrow and buy an M134 minigun, then I should be able to do that without asking permission from the government first. But that's all I got for you today. So, like always, stay safe, keep your family safe, pray, and God bless America.